Welcome everyone to the Bumbleberry Artist Spotlight. Uh, this is a weekly podcast that we have here in Discord to bring exposure to you know L two artists' work and their NFT collections and their you know their work as as an artist and uh, kind of get to know them a little bit and as far as their history and everything like that. Um, so so Nico, why don't you start us off and tell us a little bit about you know kind of who you are and. And how you kind of got started uh, making NFTs? Yeah, man. Uh, well, first of all, I want to say thanks so much for having me on. It's it's a, a huge honor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I started. Uh, you know, I've always always been an artist, kind of drawing. Um, I, you know, lifelong uh, theater maker, scenic artist, and carpenter. Um, and I kind of got into NFTs uh, strictly through Loopring. You know, once they started offering. Uh, the ability to mint and um, just kind of drawing things here and there. And uh, now here I am. <laughs> okay. So, so you were, you were an artist before, uh, before NFTs, right? You, you've been, you said you've been drawing for a while. Um, what, yeah. So do you, did you, did you do art in any kind of professional capacity before uh, starting to mint NFTs? Um, yeah. So basically uh, like I'm, I'm a painter, uh, a scenic painter. Um, so you know, I, I guess it's not really artwork traditionally, but I do like backdrops and, you know, oh, basically make, is. <laughs> make, make, you know, wood sets look like, you know, wood. And so, uh, you know, I guess my, my specialty, I've, I've always said, um, you know, I'm really good at making things look like shit, <laughs> which, um, you know, it's fun. well, if they're supposed to look like that, if they're supposed to look that way. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay. But, yeah, have you, have you worked on sets for like movies or is it uh was it plays like what kind of what kind of sets are you talking about yeah mostly mostly theatrical sets and okay. scenery like that uh i've actually worked on one movie set um in alabama but um yeah most mostly theater awesome are you a fan of theater nico oh yeah man uh like uh what's your favorite play oh that's that's tough um uh, the last days of Judas Iscariot. I think it's uh, one of my favorite plays. It's a heavy one. Yeah, yeah. Do you know it? I'm familiar with it. I've not seen it personally, but I'm familiar. That's uh, it's super cool. So, so um, as far as as far as your work as as an artist goes, um, so you, you've done uh, you know the, the the set making stuff. Did did you ever do any like uh, canvas paint painting anything like that? Yeah, yeah. Um... You know, I'm not not really a a good um, like traditional landscape artist or anything like that. But uh, but I, I I do a little bit of painting on my downtime. I've actually got one of my dogs I'm looking at right now that I that I did. <laughs> oh, nice. So uh, have you minted any of that stuff uh, as NFTs, or have you released uh, I, any of that to your community I, at all? I, I haven't, and um, you know that's that's a really good question. Maybe something I should look into. Um, I'm just kind of embarrassed by it. You know, I'm not really like the best painter. Uh, scenic art and, and traditional painting are are, are way different. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, before that, I've, I've always been a big uh, por- portraiture artist with, um, you know, working in charcoal. So digital art's not really something that I've done for very long. Uh, I think I was talking with Volger. I showed him my, my first digital drawing from a couple of years ago. And uh uh, he just asked about it today. He's like, "Did you ever finish that?" And I, I never did. It was <laughs> basically a big, a big troll uh, sitting at a laptop, and he's like, "You know, kill yourself." Noob. I thought it was funny. So yeah, I'm kind of, kind of new to digital art. 
in general. Interesting. Okay. So what, what, what drove you to the transition to digital art? Was it NFTs? Yeah, it really was. That was, that was it entirely actually. All right. So, so, so you saw the bull run and you're like, I got to get in on this or. <laughs> no, um, I just, I thought it was neat, man. I, I, um, I saw everybody making art and, uh, you know, trading it back and forth. And I was like, I, I could do that. that. That's, um, you know, something that, that looks like a lot of fun. It gave me an excuse to actually do stuff again, which, you know, I hadn't, hadn't really been creating any kind of artwork for a while. Hmm, interesting. Why did you stop? Uh, why did you stop creating? Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, like life really and work or yeah, like what, what yeah. really, what really kind of stood in the way there? I don't know. I just kind of stopped. And um, so it's been, it's been a lot of fun getting back into it. Having the opportunity to be creative again, it's been really nice. And all the friends you've made along the way. That's for sure, yeah. man. That's, that's what every community you're in. You're a positive impact. It's oh, uh, been since day sure. one, you know, it's uh I remember when I asked you why you drawn cartoon gorillas after I saw your charcoal portrait. I said, "My gosh, you're you're yeah. uh, you're very talented." Now you're drawing your dog, and I like rocket dogs. They're uh, it's a very cute collection. You got something new in the works for GameStop, by the way. Self taught digital artist gets on a GameStop. God, <laughs> inspiring, really badass. Ah, uh, that I appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I. Feel like i'm probably the slowest creator in the l2 space but um yeah i've been having a lot of fun drawing my dog for sure but yeah i'd say you know charcoal is is probably my preferred medium but um i never really considered making those an nft but you know maybe maybe i could so have you done any uh digital charcoal style work have you tried that at all um uh, no i haven't actually you know, there, you know i've seen quite a few you know charcoal brush packs and and some interesting mm -hmm. things for for all you know, both vector brushes and uh, raster brushes. So if that, I mean, if that's something that you think that you might, yeah. uh, you know, because from 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 what I've seen, it you know, it translates pretty well. I mean, you know, you've got you've got all the same kind of like smudgers and uh, different you know different weights for for the the brushes that you use. And if you, I don't know if you use a a tablet to draw with, but you know, of course, pressure pressure sensitive brushes are a thing these days. So yeah, I, I would um, say if that's something that that you have a long history in, and that's something that you you want to get back into uh with your nfts i something that i would look into because you know there's yeah, for sure it's uh i mean there's just something different about it um mm -hmm. in terms of well your hands are a lot cleaner <laughs> yeah there's that for sure uh and you know the screens like on the, the screen on the tablet's really slippery it's just right i i don't feel like i can get the same level of detail um as i can just hand drawing stuff but um that's definitely something i might look into yeah i i would uh, I, I i would definitely check it out because you know yeah i i can speak for for myself as as a collector of nfts and saying that you know i i like seeing you know different styles come out from from artists that i've been following for a long time it, it just you know kind of shows that you know they're not a you know sort of a one trick uh one trick pony and they can you know kind of branch out and have a, a wider range as far as the art that they can make and the the things that they can actually produce, um, yeah. So uh, lately, since since the GameStop marketplace has been out, uh, there's there's kind of been uh, a large push for uh, utility in, in NFTs. Yeah. What what is your feeling about that? And and have you have you been have you felt that push from your community as well? Oh um, man, absolutely. I I wouldn't say I've I've felt any pressure or anything it's it's called kind of 
you know, self-inflicted. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel really bad. You know, I, I don't, currently I, I have zero utility um, and I don't really know how to create that. So it's definitely something I've been thinking about. Yeah. I mean, just, just making profile pictures and then people spend money on them. It, it, it makes me feel really bad. Uh, so it's definitely something I, I think about, but um, I'm not really sure what to do about it, if that makes sense. Oh, it, it does. It, I mean, let's let's dig into, you know, why it makes you feel bad exactly for for selling people NFTs uh, as, you know, profile pictures and things like that. I mean, there, you know, there definitely is a market for that. You know, not all NFTs, you know, have to have utility, I would say, but you know, I'd be interested to to hear your thoughts as to why kind of why you feel, you know, feel that way about it. Yeah, I was actually talking with uh, Alone Veg about this last night and uh, he was really, really encouraging. Um, you know, he said that and I, I feel like there's got to be a, if, if I feel this way and, you know, Veg feels this way, I feel like there's other people that also feel like this. And what he said was like, you know, he he enjoys owning a piece of someone's art that's that's his, you know, and uh, and so and in, in, in that you know, kind of, I guess, marketing towards collectors, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely a collector. I, I've, I've got like, you know, 800 NFTs in my wallet and I, I love almost every single one of them. And so, you know, just kind of looking at it from that perspective was, uh, was really nice. But yeah, I mean, for, for anybody who's spoken with, with me for you know more than five minutes knows that I just, I feel guilty all the time. <laughs> it's just kind of who I am. Yeah. I, I, you know, I understand that yeah, I definitely agree with Romar in, in the chat here. You know, you, you shouldn't feel guilty about releasing, uh, you know, art and 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 people buying. I mean, people, you know, especially if you don't if you don't announce that you have any sort of like upcoming utility or anything, then people are buying your art for the the same reasons they would buy a painting from you if you you know had a, a stand on the sidewalk and they walked by and liked it, right? So, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't say that you know there's any reason to feel guilty for that. I mean, you, you're providing something that that enriches their life, right? They're looking at, at this thing that you made and, and it makes them happy or makes them feel a certain way that, that, that they enjoy. So, you know, I would say try not to feel too bad about it because, you know, in the end, you're, you're not, you're not forcing anyone to, to buy your NFTs, right? You're putting stuff out and if they like it, then, or, or they want to support you because they, you know, appreciate who you are. You shouldn't feel bad for them, you know, for, for them doing that. I, I don't think, but I definitely understand the, you know, self-deprecation sort of uh, mindset that, you know, as an artist, it's easy to get into, you know, because I, I don't know about you, but for me, when I make something, I immediately hate it. And even when I release it and it, you know, people apparently like it, I still hate it. <laughs> so there, there's, uh, there's things. I mean, there's, there's something massively embarrassing about it. And I, I don't know why I continue to, to do it, but um, yeah, I, I feel you hardcore on that. Yeah, but you know, you just can't. If you're gonna, if you're gonna be an artist, you have to just live with it. I mean, it's it's just part of the it's just part of the game. You know, I, I'm I'm very uh, I'm very self critical as well. Like I said, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I I come out with, I people like it a lot more than I do. I'll just say that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, about your uh, about your 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 Rocket Dogs collection, you said that was based on your actual dog. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, proud owner of three dogs and um yeah i've got uh, an aussie shepherd named roxy and uh i had a, a pencil sketch there was a uh a comic series that i wanted to draw uh during covid and so i had a few sketches of my dogs but i never really did anything with with the comic strip and then um 
you know, I, I already had that pencil drawing, so I just kind of digitized it and, um, uh, you know, that Rocket Docs came out of that. Interesting. Yeah. So, so Rocket Docs, they, you know, they kind of came out of nowhere as far as, as far as my experience with them, with them goes. The first one that I actually saw, I believe, was the collab that you did with uh, Herbertonic. I think that was the first piece of your work that I saw. So ha- how many collabs have you done with other with other artists and have any of them uh, made it to the GameStop marketplace before now? Let's see. I I think I've done about three or four collabs. You know, Her- Herbertonic was was the first one. I, I was on his Discord and I saw that he was asking for uh, a call for artists. And uh, I was like, hey, I've got an idea for a collection that I want to start, but it's not finished yet. Um, what do you think? And uh, yeah, he, he put me in the Alliance collab and... Um, and it was great, man. He uh, like when when he released it, he was like, hey, everybody's asking who you are, um, but you don't have a Twitter like I had a Twitter, but, you know, didn't didn't have a single tweet, not a single follower. And he was basically like, hey, man, you you look kind of like a scammer. Like, here's what you need to do. This is your homework. <laughs> uh, he was like, he, you know, he just kind of walked me through it step by step. He was like, your banner needs to be this size, this many pixels, um, get a profile picture, get get a tweet going and uh, and pin it. And so, yeah, I, I did all that and um, I got like 200 followers just instantly after after that. You know, I'm really, really grateful to Herbertonic for, for helping me out in that way. And um, yeah, it was a it was a really fun, fun collection. And, you know, it was it was not even really started before uh, before the Alliance collab. And so after that, I just kind of kept kept on. So was that the first NFT that you minted was the collab with with Herb or had you minted stuff before then? Yeah, I so I was in the. The Loopering Artists Reddit, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of dropping things here and there. I had a uh, a collection called Zen, Ape, Zen Apes Say What. That was that was my first first collection. The idea behind that was they were all going to be just kind of uh, how I described it was like a love letter to uh, all the all the stupid stuff that you know super stomach apes say. And so yeah, I'd, I'd you know draw one and post it on the sub and and uh, so to answer your question though that. That wasn't my first mint. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I've definitely seen these Zen Apes before, but I, I, I didn't put two and two together that it was a, that it was you because I, I haven't seen these for quite some time. Uh, but I definitely recognize them now that I'm on Loop Exchange, like looking at the at the actual artwork. And oh, I don't, cool. yeah. yeah, I don't know how I didn't put two and two together that this was you. It's definitely your style. Yeah, and we did a collaboration, you and I, and I know right. that. Uh, yeah, we've done a bunch of collabs. That's that's true. I guess so. Um, Apes of Anarchy cover. That thing kicks ass. That band, uh, no good, but badass cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I um, I had a, a a great time working with them. I, I thought they uh, they put out some really really great music. And yeah, you've been around uh, the whole summer. That's for sure, and a little bit longer than that. So now that you're not a lurker, you're an active artist, and then look at that. Now you're a GameStop creator. I mean, I, I think it's super inspirational especially when it comes to like just like all artists just like myself not really liking the stuff you're putting out but still putting it out there for other people to see and then getting that that uh, response back I, I think it's awesome that you uh you know you, you persevered and i think it's all due to your authentic kindness if, if you have a brand i think that would be it nico you're you're just authentically kind it's an amazing thing well i really appreciate that man um yeah volker you were you were literally my first friend on uh in the l2 space so um yeah i'm sorry i forgot about that collab I, we talked on the phone you thought i was easy co nft 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a fun I, night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. By the way, just for the right, record. right. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, that that guy actually lives uh, down the street from me. I, I haven't haven't met him yet, but it's such a small world. But it's uh, crazy small. Yeah, a diverse and international community we got here. It's precious. You know, support each other, and that's what happens. You know, everybody supported Nico and. Do you have a Discord? Where can people find you? I mean, what's your Twitter? Let's let's get it posted in the chat so people know how to follow if they're unfamiliar. Yeah, man, that that's um, I I don't have a Discord actually. I'll get the Twitter. I'll post it. But uh, that's interesting. You don't have a Discord. Where's your home? Honestly, I have to say probably Bo Pierce's server. Uh, we we hang out on the Bo phone 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 um like almost almost every night. And so uh, you know, I guess if if people need to find me, you can most likely. Find me there most nights. Do you have any plans to, you know, kind of start your own Discord and do things for build your own community? No, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I can do that. Yeah, um, it's a, it's, it's a significant it's, amount of work. I'll, I'll, I'll it, say that. It seems like it, but I also kind of think it's necessary. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in a, kind of on the fence there. Yeah, um, there, there was a conversation that was kind of being had by a lot of different, you know, GameStop creators that I'm familiar with or that I know that, you know, they were talking about kind of what threshold you need to be at before before you can, you know, really start your own Discord um, or, or, or you should. And, you know, it, it seems like a lot of people, especially in the NFT space, they, they feel pressure to open a Discord. I know, you know, personally, when I when I first released my project, uh, that, that was one of the first things that people were asking is, you know, when Discord, when Discord, right? But, you know, you have sort of an issue in L2 right now where it's, it's you know, basically every creator has their own Discord and their own community. And, then, you know, there's, yeah. there's a handful of, of servers that kind of have a bunch of creators all at once, like Froggy Pond or Area 52 or, or you know, I think there's one more that I'm not uh, remembering right now. But uh, the, collect- the collective good. Yeah, right. So I don't know that a, a good portion of the artists that, that do have their own discords actually need them. Um, Cause you know, like I said, it is, it is a, a significant amount of work to, you know, not only set one up, but to, you know, to run it and keep, keep your community engaged and actually not just mute your, mute your server and, and dump it into a folder with a hundred other muted servers that they don't ever check. Right. I, I, I mean, like, I don't know how you guys do it. Um, like it's, it's amazing, but it's just not really, I've never really been kind of, administrator type person so um i don't know okay yeah i mean artists uh you know that's another another reason why uh artists kind of shouldn't run their own discourses because they're usually not very technical uh you know technically savvy and you know i I know i know that was you know there was someone that that was offering uh services to set up people's discord and and they that's kind of I think one of the main reasons that a lot of people uh, in the community have their own Discord is because there was there was kind of one person that was going through and offering to set it up for people, you know, on on their behalf. But yeah, there. I mean, I'm a member of hundreds and hundreds of Discords, probably thirty thirty to fifty percent of which are just completely dead. But yeah, yeah. So so community is is definitely kind of it, it's it's difficult to manage. Um, what um, kind of what, what do you do for that on your end? I mean, you just kind of manage your community through Twitter or, or how, I mean, how do people really interact with you on a daily basis? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm always bumming around. Uh, just like you, I'm, I'm in tons of tons of servers. So, um, you know, I, I pop in every now and then and hang out, say hi. Uh, also really active on Twitter. And, um, and that's pretty much it. And I think maybe I need to step my game up. <laughs> well, yeah, I know it can be, you know, it, it can kind of take away from the artistic aspect of it when you have stuff kind of piling up you've got community management going on you've got you know if you're if you have a website then you're what you're a web dev as well you know and you, you kind of take on on all of these roles trying to trying to juggle everything and you know it, it can definitely get uh get confusing and you know I, I think that can be part of the reason why some artists don't stay in the space and then we kind of see them you know come up and 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 get uh some notoriety and then and then they kind of fade away you know we've seen quite a few of those ever since the, the downturn in the market do you i mean have you any had any interactions with with things like that in, in your in your dealings with l2 sort of artists that you've supported that are no longer around not necessarily oh, yeah, rugs sure. but you know yeah. just just maybe sort of sure. some artists that didn't quite just didn't have it in them to stick it out uh well there was a collection that i i absolutely adored called octopods um okay. it was by uh not a cat yeah yeah that's that's him and uh Man, I absolutely love that collection. I was picking up every single one of them, and I'm not really sure what happened to him. I, I really, really liked that one. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to scroll through my wallet to uh, really, you know, notice any others. But, but yeah, I, I like. I, I don't. I don't feel rugged. Uh, again, I I buy the NFTs because I I like you know either the artist or I like the art, and um, happy to have them. You know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, that's that's the same way for me. I look through my I look through my wallet and I see all these these nfts from people that i i was really excited for for their project and and i thought that they were really great artists and they're just they're just nowhere to be found um yeah and they've disappeared from the space and it's it's unfortunate but you know we, you know it, it's it kind of became a perfect storm with with the down the, the downturn of the market the push for utility gamestop sort of limiting the amount of you know nfts that that are tradable on their marketplace you know, there's just a, a whole a whole series of events that that I feel like you kind of contributed toward that a little bit. But uh, I, I'm glad that you're still here, and I'm glad that the people that are that are still here have stuck it out. And you know, because the, the the bull run's coming. I mean, everybody's been saying it lately. We've been seeing a little bit of uptick, and you know, people are starting to to sound a little bit more bullish on on NFTs and yeah, crypto in general. Which that's what we all miss, right? That's what we all miss from the pre pre-GameStop marketplace days when everyone was together, everyone was collectively on the edge of their seat, you know, kind of hoping for the same thing and looking forward to it. And, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of people that want to get back to that, but you know, we, we've got to have, we've got to have a reason to get back there. We can't just decide that that's going to be the, how it is. Right. Cause anytime you get a market, a public market where money's involved, it, it gets a little bit tricky. For sure. I'm curious what, you know, what it would take to to get back to that yeah i yeah it's it's definitely an interesting question because you know, two weeks in in the loop ring market is is like a year anywhere else so things can change really quickly you see projects that that were were really doing great a month ago that are that are gone now um and projects that that you didn't know about a month ago that are that are all of a sudden popular so it's it's you know it's it's still a volatile market but yeah, as far as as far as how we get back to that collective community uh, feeling, uh, I mean, your guess is as good as mine, man. 
but I, I feel like I feel like that's that's where everyone wants to be, but we just don't know how to how to get there, you know. Well, I feel like working together is our greatest tool, right? We have uh, so many talented artists, right? So many talented writers, so many talented people, devs in this community, and we're the underdogs, right? We're the new guys on the block, and uh, you know we got a lot riding against this because the bull run is coming, right? Like mass adoption is is coming right with or without our participation and yeah running a whole discord and engaging with the community full-time and making art is that's a lot of work right and it takes teams and communities to do that so i think us working together and instead of in competition i think that's uh the best way for uh us to make it especially with utility being focused all right well art can have utility beyond being beautiful right there can be benefits to that whether it's a community service or whatever it is there's ordinary adam's a great example he's made a he's made a real great community out of uh, his project and uh i i believe in this uh the l2 space that's sure yeah yeah i definitely uh i definitely can't couldn't agree more so so nico uh about your your nfts now that you're on the gamestop marketplace well first of all what did kind of what was your reaction when you found out that you were accepted <laughs> and uh what do you have planned uh going forward yeah man it, it was uh it was wild i you know i mean i was applying since day one um so to finally get that email was um really surreal um you know i thought maybe i don't know like they made a mistake or something but uh but i'm happy to to be there i'm currently working on a new collection it's a it's another rocket dogs collection and i'd like to call it rocket dogs havoc basically i was drawing a uh a, a rambo dog for, for a friend of mine eric rambo just for fun i was gonna send it to him and and you know surprise him and uh that kind of inspired an idea to make a lot more of these dogs uh and so so the idea is uh you know, it's from from Julius Caesar. There's a line in there that says "Cry havoc and let slip the dogs of war." And I was like, you know, it might be fun to call the series "Havoc" and just have a bunch of like warrior dogs. So I'm currently working on that. Uh, I'm nowhere near being finished, but um, I plan on releasing it as soon as I do. And basically, they're they're all going to be one of ones. Nice. And yeah, I mean, I, I hope people can stick with me because again, I'm I'm really slow, but uh, I'm. I'm really happy with the way it's turning out and um, can't wait to show people yeah. uh, that. And I also accidentally flat flattened my workspace, my Photoshop workspace. For oh, the no. Uh, and I have to do something new, which is. Oh, which no, is that's all. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was nice, though. It was like kind of forcing me. to. So for, for any new. artists in the in the in the audience that don't know what that means, basically, he's he's bricked his uh, Photoshop um i mean i i had a an older version that like i, I basically lost half of the assets that i had drawn yeah. uh over the years so yeah i had I something like, well, similar happen to uh, me recently where uh I, I was looking at what was filling up my hard drive when 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 you install windows 11 it runs a microsoft OneDrive by default so your desktop isn't actually in the desktop it's under the OneDrive folder so when I was looking at my files, I was like, oh, what is this OneDrive folder that's taking up so much space? And yeah, I shouldn't have deleted that. <laughs> to say that. That's sickening. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, when you realize that kind of like the realization sets in as to, you know, what you've just done. Yeah, it's, it's not a fun experience. I can, I can say that, especially if you know 
that the assets that you've just deleted or you've just you've just rasterized, you're gonna have to make again. So like one of the assets that I did that with was the logo from my brand. So I had to remake the entire thing in Illustrator. Luckily it was not not that big of a deal, but <laughs> yeah, I can definitely relate to uh losing assets at the click of a button. It's it's not enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, uh there was a second where I was like, oh no, you know, my, my stomach sank, but then instantly was like, Well, this is a good time to make something uh, new. move forward, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's and like so I, uh, conquistadors yeah. burning the boats behind them. You have nowhere else to go but forward. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, so I started drawing these new dogs. Uh, I, I guess is why I've been kind of kind of quiet lately in terms of releases. Um, but I applied to GameStop with these new dogs, and I I, I guess they liked it. So I'd say it's a Very it's nice. a win overall. Yeah, absolutely. So as far as your creation process, what do you use to to design with? Are you a, a tablet person, like a iPad person, or are you Photoshop, Illustrator? What do you use? Yeah, so I'm uh, exclusively Photoshop, but I've got a uh, a Syntec Pro tablet. Okay. Um, which is what I do most of my my work on. Those my, are fancy. Uh, my my significant other was she's been really upset at me uh, with how much time I've spent on NFTs. So for Christmas, she actually got me a iPad. And so I was trying to mess around on that and it just wasn't the same. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, mo- mostly on. Well, I, th- I think, I think the reason iPads are so popular is because like a lot of people start on like their phone, right. That, um, you know, I've known some several GameStop uh, creators that they create are exclusively on their phone. So kind of moving to an iPad is a really easy transition for some people. But for for someone that's used to Photoshop or used to, you know, like a full screen uh, like Cintiq, for example, that's just not going to work. It's it's the whole uh, you just can't go backwards. Right. Yeah, it's it's uh, I mean, Photoshop on the iPad is like learning a, a completely new software. Like it's it's entirely different in terms of where everything is. There's some features you can't you just can't do. Oh, I, I brought that up because, you know, she was thinking maybe I could work on the iPad while we watch TV, which which is a great thought. So I'm, I'm kind of I haven't given up on the iPad. I'm, I'm still trying to trying to figure that out. Well, I wish you luck, man, because I, <laughs> I gave up Apple devices about a decade ago. <laughs> <laughs> Wore them off. Anyway, so so that's that's really interesting. Um, you're you're working on new stuff for, for GameStop. Do you have any sort of uh, time, like estimated time to when you'll be dropping that? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd really like to get it done uh, within a month. So I'm um, uh, kind of set that goal for myself. That's uh, how many of them will, will there be? That's a that's a tall order for for a month. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I guess I haven't really decided that yet. Um, I was thinking maybe a hundred. It's been really stressful this week because uh, you know in the past it's like oh, I drew something new. Here it is. You know if if you want it, ten LRC. You know here it is, and then and then that's it. So like having to think in terms of coming up with the whole collection, I. I feel like I've put a lot of pressure on myself to change the way I've, I do things. And, uh, and I'm not sure if that's good or bad, but, um, it's kind of how I'm operating for this first, first one. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a different sort of different sort of expectations. I feel like, it, it, you know, from loop exchange to the GameStop NFT marketplace, because, you know, you have the success. There's a, I feel like there's a significantly more, uh, or, or bigger group of people that are trading 
NFTs on the GameStop marketplace for financial profit versus on Loop Exchange or or the L2 side of things, uh, Loopring side of things, where you know I feel like you know more people in that community, you know they 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 want to support artists and they want to succeed. Everybody they want to see everybody su- succeed, and the whole uh, wag me mentality is is in is in full force. Whereas on the GameStop side of things, it's it's more financially driven. Do you do you feel the same sort of sort of thing, or is that all in my head? I one one hundred percent feels like that to me as well. So yeah, I, I think you're right about that. Well, how is that? I mean, is that affecting your uh, your game plan or your thought process at all as you as you make this new collection? No, I, I haven't really thought much about that. It's it's kind of just taking it one step at a time, and and I know the first step is to actually make you know, make, make the collection. So I've kind of just been focused on that and, um, I figure I'd cross that bridge, uh, when I get to it in terms of how many to mint, uh, what the price should be. I, I, I really just don't know. Um, okay. like what's, what's the ETH equivalent of 10 LRC? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure, but it's, well, you're not it's... alone anymore. And there's a broad community of creators who've gone through the same thing. And, you know, just like you said, Herb's such a nice guy. I'm sure, uh, you know, him and Bumbleberry or the whole GameStop community is willing to talk to you about uh, price discovery and stuff like that and gamifying drops and all sorts of fun stuff. So yeah, this is absolutely. exciting. You you taught yourself, you persevered, you you were authentically kind, and, and now you're a part of the official GameStop team. And I think that's amazing. I, I, I can't stop uh, emphasizing how uh, it's just so inspiring and really cool. So yeah, glad, uh, yeah we've got glad a, to know you. Got a whole group of, of NFT creators, you know, launch creators and and everyone since that that is will be more than happy to help you with whatever you need or answer any questions that you have. You know, and, and of course now that you're in uh, a GameStop NFT creator, you'll have access to the GameStop NFT content team as well, who will be able to answer any questions and, and help you however you may need. But you know, we're all here for you, basically is what I'm saying. Like you know, you have enough of a devout following in the community that you know we're we're all gonna gonna turn out and support you, whatever whatever you decide to do. If you decide that you know halfway through making this that you want to make it into a game and getting pushed for utility and all that nonsense, then we'll support you. Um, but if you want to simply just release them as PFT PFPs, we will support you in that as well. Um, because you know the whole the whole push for utility, I you know I feel like that is valid from from certain. Uh, perspectives but you know there, there will always be a place for the for the pfp project on it on in, in nft marketplaces i feel like i don't i don't see that going away anytime soon so um, yeah i mean you know i i for one love it i mean i love i love collecting art like i said and i feel like there's there's still still an audience for that at least i'm hoping <laughs> oh there always will be yeah absolutely you know, I feel like you know, NFT started with PFPs, and I don't, I don't see that going away. I mean, and people are always going to need PFPs, and you know, as the um, you know the NFT economy and everything grows and mass adoption comes, you know, there will just be more and more of a use case for those because as more apps integrate into the blockchain, then people are going to need avatars for those apps, and that's why I don't feel like the the PFP projects will go away anytime soon. You know, I, I feel like. We're going to have to get another drastic change in the way that the blockchain technology and, and everything is delivered to us uh, for, for PFPs to, to kind of go away. But that being said, you know, there is, there is sort of this, um, 
this sort of black spot on the in the community of people that are just pushing for utility and 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 think that you know if you don't have utility then it's just an image and that's just not true so we're really excited to see everything that you have have coming up let's see let's go through and make sure that we've asked uh, all the questions that were sent in the chat here looks like Vormar in here is a, a, a super fan of yours <laughs> were you aware of that before big, big fan of Vormar too Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't know, he's like a secret admirer and he's just showing up in chat. <laughs> oh, he did um, uh, ask a question though, if you if you plan to do customs. Oh, yeah. Uh definitely definitely plan to do that. Have you done sure. any before? Have you done any customs yet? No. No, I haven't actually. You haven't um, done any custom? Okay. Definitely, definitely something I'd, I'd like to look into. Yeah, I feel like I feel like your your style would be really good for customs cuz it's you know it's sort of jovial and you make jokes and stuff it's it's it really reminds me of sort of like a vector style nancy sort of thing where it's you know maybe maybe a little less irreverent than nancy but i feel like it's it's still got those same sort of vibes you know where it's just it's jovial and it's entertaining and uh, it's just enjoyable to look at so um i really appreciate that thank you i, I had this idea that uh maybe i could do like a, a rocket dogs bods and then, so you'd buy like you know the body of a of a dog because I've I've actually got four four different styles of dogs and not just not just Australian shepherds now. And then also have like a mods thing where you could buy certain pieces and then put them together. Um, but I, so like a build build your idea. own dog is that what you're talking about? Exactly. And uh, and I know Splash Splash is kind of doing the same thing with his his creation. Uh, I think it's a really great idea. Yeah, I know uh, Loopworm's been doing that too. He's got the whole build a worm yeah. project where you can sort of do the same same type of thing. So you're definitely in like you know uh, a like like minds in the community that you know like, like a few people have been thinking of of similar ways to make it more in, engaging. You know, yeah, and and more personal and uh, right and unique too. I I think something that I really like about NFTs is is having the only one. <laughs> you know. So I'd, I'd definitely like to look into ways to to offer that personalization. So why do you uh, why do you like one of one so much versus like a one of five or or even like a one of fifty? Like it's it's hard to say, man. I uh, I, I I don't know why. Um, well, because I, I mean, it seems like there are there are kind of two camps for for that. Like people, there's the camp that loves one of ones, and there's you know there's those that just kind of don't care, uh, and they could be one of five hundred as long as the you know, as long as they get theirs and the floor price is, is kind of what makes them happy, I guess. But like, what do you, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I, I think that there's definitely, uh, I guess a flavor for all, all kinds of people, if I could say that. Um, but I, I've never really thought about what is attractive to me about, about having a unique NFT. I'm not exactly sure what, what that says about me or, or doesn't. Well, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're primarily navigate toward for the one ones I mean, it's. I think for most people, it's it's the the fact that they're unique, even though they may not be drastically different than the next one of one. You know, that's uh, one number up, but it's, it's the fact that 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 one is still unique, regardless of of how similar it may be. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's there's a whole community that you know, like I said, that doesn't doesn't really seem to mind. So yeah, that that's just something that. Uh, Kind of have to take into consideration when when minting, right, or when choosing yeah. choosing the mint number. What other you know kind of concerns do you do you have 
roaming around in your head right now for for your upcoming mint and and kind of coming onto the scene on the on the GameStop marketplace? Well, I you know we already touched on the Discord and uh, mm-hmm. having a a place to maybe build build a community. I, I currently don't have that, and I'm not sure if I still deciding if if what to do about that. And I guess my other biggest fear is that I'll I'll spend all this time making a collection and it doesn't pass moderation. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, yeah, so I, I'm not sure um, how often that happens, but that's definitely a concern. Well, you know, honestly, from my experience, like I I wouldn't be concerned too much with with your stuff if you make it the same way that you have been. I I don't see you know unless there's you know obvious references to GameStop stock or something like that that's against terms of service then. Then I don't see that you'll have a, a, an issue with that. I mean, your uh, your art isn't oh. like a reference to anything else, or as long as you don't put a Nintendo controller hanging off the dog's neck, I think you'll be okay. <laughs> Which is too bad because, like, I'd, I'd really like to do that. So I, I'm curious what your thoughts would be, um, you know, as far as you know, plagiarizing work. I mean, you know, that's been a discussion lately with certain things that have come up in the community. Yeah, you know, I, I I'd be interested to see, to hear your take on it. And I, I think it's completely unacceptable, in my opinion. And unless, of course, they're upfront about it and saying, "Hey, this is I got this from this person." Yeah, I think I think the majority of the community sort of feels that way, which is sort of you know what I would expect, honestly. Um. Okay. Well, I, you know, we're reaching the uh, the sixty minute mark uh, of our our chat here. I wanted to, before we go, I wanted to touch on the concept of AI art with you. Um, I, I haven't seen any AI art from you. Have you, have you been playing around with that at all? Uh, no, not, not at all. But um, uh, I, I, I definitely like it. Um, you do? Okay. Well, because some people don't, you know. Some people, um, they, they, you know, they don't think it's, it's real art. Uh, and that brings us back to the definition of what is art, you know. But yeah. Um, um, well, I was, I was in a, a space call, uh, several months ago where, um, I can't remember who was talking, but they described it in a way that completely 100% changed my opinion. Uh, cause I was in that camp of like, well, that's not art. They didn't do anything, but click, click a button. Right. <laughs> and, uh, this person had mentioned that, you know, that's exactly how people felt about the camera True. You know, back in, what was it? The. Uh, daguerreotype or however you say that yeah the yeah where traditional landscape artists were like uh, that's not art you know that you didn't do anything for that you just pushed a button here we are 200 years later photography is totally art you know mm-hmm. it's, it's an art form and so i, I kind of see ai in that same vein and i don't want to be the the kind of person who 200 years later people are like i can't believe they used to think that ai is not art because I, I feel like it's it's not going away, um, and so it might as well be used as a as a tool to create something. It's the same thing with Photoshop. You know, when mm-hmm. Photoshop came out, photographers who are artists now uh, were like, well, "That's that's cheating." You know, you're you're using a computer <laughs> to touch up to touch up your photo. If you were an actual photographer, you could just take the photo right the first time. Yeah. And now here we are. Photoshop is like the norm for any kind of photographer. And so I, I sort of view AI in, in that sense that like here in a couple of years, we're going to be like, oh, it's totally art. You know, you just need to learn how to how to use it. So that, that's kind of my opinion. Yeah, it's it's I mean, I, w- I would have to agree. I mean, you know, it's 
it's uh it's like any any technology right as it grows and as it becomes more wide you know widely spread in in daily use you know you're going to have people that are against that and don't want uh advancement to happen right you know the you have the whole um if it's not broke don't fix it mentality right but you know i do think you're right you know there there are some issues with with ai as far as people people saying that they painted things and then it turns out that it's ai and it you know that that goes back to the the the, the thing that we were just talking about where you know dishonesty is is unfortunately uh, uh it's something that you know it's it's going to be in every market unfortunately but you know i i do feel like ai is you know it's a tool that can be used to to really kind of move us forward um yeah, i've been yeah. playing with it a little bit i've you know, I've, I've been using it mostly just to get my poetry out there. And I feel like it's it's a really great way to have a thought and then be able to put that thought out in a visual form without having to spend a hundred hours painting something in, in intricate detail to relay the emotions and the and and the, the feelings that you're trying to relay in your work. Right. So I feel like it's yeah. it's a it's a big step forward there as far as people sort of relaying their uh their feelings and emotions in in art uh quickly but yeah like with any technological advancement there's always going to be issues there's always going to be people that, that are going to take advantage well, of course i mean people were complaining even about digital art the same way they are talking about ai art right now as well and there's sure. different kinds of ai art but nico probably remembers this you know not too long ago people thought that uh digital art was you know ripping off painters and portrait makers and stuff. So it's just funny how that happens. History r- definitely rhymes. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I, you know, like, like, like I said, I don't think it's going anywhere. So, uh, might as well, might as well embrace it and, um, and see, see what comes of it. So I, I think it's exciting. All right. Well, we're, we're going to wrap it up here in just a moment, but I know, uh, I know Volger had one question that he wanted to get out before the call ended. So, uh, Volger, go ahead and take it away from, from here if you want. You know, I did want to just say a, a couple things. One, Nico, thank you very much for coming on the show. So proud of you. So is the whole community for getting on GameStop. Really an inspiration. And we're here to help you in every way we can to make sure this is a smooth transition into the, the big for you. But this is a recorded podcast that is ported to Spotify. Hey, everybody. Artist Spotlight Podcast. I don't think we did the introductions, but here's the outro. A lot of really cool things cooking. Uh, we got another show, 8 p.m. on Saturday. And um, uh, feel free to reach out. We got a lot of cool stuff coming. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm very excited for the future. I'm, I'm grateful for everybody who came here. And uh, the question I had for Nico was, Can you could you consider doing charcoal portraits and then making it an NFT? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I would second that uh, request. Just, just gonna put yeah, that out there formally. Maybe. Hey, no pressure though. I'm just saying. Yeah, no. I, I, I talk about your portraits to people, and I don't do them justice because yeah. I, I am mind blown at how talented you are. You have so much range. It, it is. I, I'm not even buttering you up. You're very, very talented. So if you, if you know, and I know Poppy Dom, right? She, the woman in the UK who does the real cool stuff. You take a picture with an iPhone and then edit it. So that's how she gets her sketches as, as NFTs. So something to consider. Yeah. Um, so we actually re- reached out recently, uh, a couple of weeks ago, asking 
if they could do like a rock dogs thing. So I'm Yo, that's looking, sick. Looking forward to seeing what they do with that. Dog is gonna be so famous. <laughs> <laughs> but absolutely really, really appreciate it, guys. Thank thank you so much for the kind words. Uh I, I wanted to say that um Captain and the Kid, who's in the audience here, graciously made a uh a Rocket Dogs tribute board that I, I wanted to give away to, to everybody that showed up. So Oh nice. Uh, thank him for that. It's uh it's a it's a absolutely. pretty board. Yeah, I mean, uh, Captain uh Captain is a, a good friend of community he's here. Like we yeah, he is uh one of the one of the early, early uh artist spotlight guests uh and collabs that I did. So yeah, huge fan of of Captain. All right. Well, thanks everyone for coming out. Thanks, Nico, for stopping in and, and chatting with us about his, you know, work and his life and you know, getting grilled by me and Vulgar for an hour. I know it wasn't easy. I know you were nervous about it, but you made it through. And we really appreciate you coming and, and uh, hanging out with everyone. I know everyone here uh, was super interested to hear what you had to say, uh, especially now that you're, you know, a GameStop creator and you're, you're making big moves there. So, yeah, super appreciative uh, of you coming out. Um, everybody in the audience, make sure you go and support his stuff on, on Loop Exchange and keep an eye out for the, the new collection coming out soon on the GameStop Marketplace. You know, we will continue to support you, Nico, as much as we can. You know, anything that you, you tweet out, we're going to retweet and like and, and try and get exposure for that into our community because your, your art and your NFTs are, 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 definitely, are definitely amazing. And, you know, you as a person are, are amazing as well. And I just, I really want to see you succeed. So we're going to do everything that we can to support you and help you in that regard. And I really appreciate you coming out and, and hanging out with us for an hour. Thank you so much. It was, uh, it was a huge honor. Thank, thank you for having me. Yeah, I had a great time.